Welcome back to the Psyche Awakening. I'm your host, Jessica Clowers, and today we are talking about cash flow. Now this topic alone is something that I could talk about for hours because there are so many ways a person can increase their cash flow. But today we're going to focus on cash flow opportunities that are in the realm of entertainment. And before I get into all that, I wanna talk about a very important topic that might be keeping you at your job when you should be thriving in your career. Getting stuck in daily routines of work, priorities, and responsibilities has become the new normal. Work before play, so to speak. But unfortunately, this just isn't working anymore. We just end up burning ourselves out, which decreases our motivation, our production, and ultimately our cash flow. And that's just not good for any business or personal life for that matter. As a result, these people are ending up on career websites all over the internet, and because their personal time has become so precious to them, most of them aren't even reading the job description they are applying for. They are simply just clicking a button and hoping that someone out there somewhere has the solution to their employment problems. They are constantly searching for that light at the end of their tunnel. You know, when we get lost in our own darkness, whatever that may be, it's easy to forget that we are holding our own flashlight because we can't see it. It's dark, right? It's no different than spending 10 minutes looking everywhere for your keys than realizing you had them in your hand this whole time. Yes, it might be embarrassing, but it happens to everyone at some point in their life. If this sounds like you, don't be embarrassed. Instead, be enlightened because what I'm about to tell you just might change your life. Many of you whom I'm speaking to right now have very impressive resumes. They are what employers would consider to be golden resumes. And although it is exactly what they are looking for, there's something you must keep in mind. So when you're applying for a job or a career using one of these career sites, and I really don't care which platform you're using, it does not matter. They're all pretty much the same in this respect. Always keep in mind that there will at least be 20 other applicants that will be applying for that same position on that same day. So if we look at this from the employer's perspective, the hiring process can be quite time consuming. So the question is, how are you going to make your gold stand out in this pile of resumes? The first thing employers look for when they receive your resume is a cover letter because this tells them the applicant did their due diligence. They know what they are applying for and they have a genuine interest in this position. Trust me when I tell you, it is rare to receive a cover letter. Only about one out of 50 applicants will include a cover letter. It doesn't even have to be something that's on a professional letterhead. All you really have to do is simply just include a short personal message, tell them why you are interested, and highlight the reasons why you feel you are qualified for the position. That's it. It's that easy. You are so much more likely to get an interview just because you took the time to read the job description and show a genuine interest. Always keep in mind that time is money, and this applies to you just as much as it does to them. This is your gold, not theirs. You should never 
Never put your fate in someone else's hands. This is not fishing. We do not put a resume on a hook and cast it out into a sea of employers waiting to see who takes the first bite. Does the company align with your own values and beliefs? Have you done your research on this company? And is this someone you would even want to work for? If you've answered no to any of these things, my question to you is why are you even wasting your time? You should be treating your interviews as if it is you interviewing the company to determine if they are qualified to your own standards. This is a mutual interview for both you and the company to determine if you are a good fit for each other. Employers are only interested in speaking with applicants who are interested and qualified for the position that they are applying for. They took the time to create the ad on the employment website to give you the basic details of the position, so please don't ask them any basic or vague questions that can be answered just by reading their ad. Not knowing at all what it is that you applied for is one of the easiest ways to have your resume rejected. You should never Never expect an employer to have an interest in you when you have shown no interest in them. So if you have applied for your dream career in the past and you did not have an opportunity to interview with the company or you were not accepted for the position that you were applying for, I strongly encourage you to try it again. This time include a cover letter and follow these simple steps I just discussed. And you might be surprised what kind of golden opportunities are out there just waiting on your golden resume. Let's move on to some more entertaining things like how do we increase our cash flow while having a good time doing so. One of the most common questions I ask my clients in all coaching sessions, in fact, it's such a popular question, it's even embedded in my employment applications, is what do you like to do for fun? Now this may seem like a ridiculous question that has no purpose on a job application or in small business coaching, but this question alone is the foundation of personal and professional growth. We need inspiration and we need motivation to keep our engines running. We can only go for so long before we must pull over and give that vehicle some fuel in a tune-up. Our entertainment is the fuel and the tune-up that keeps our engines running strong. Now, generally, when we think of the word entertainment, we see dollar signs, right? We think of all the things that would be really fun to do, but then we shift gears and we start thinking about how much money all that stuff might cost. Entertainment venues, amusement parks, you name it. Entertainment is a business for profit, which naturally does not benefit our personal cash flow. But what about all the things that you do for fun that don't cost you any money? taking your hobbies into consideration, like gardening, painting, cooking, photography, or playing a musical instrument. Hiking, stargazing, sports, reading, writing, crafting, all these things that don't cost you a dime but give you a good time. These are all the things that I want you to shine your light on today because there is gold that is waiting on you in this pile of things. If you are someone who's into crafting of any kind, like painting, drawing, knitting, quilting, pottery, glass, jewelry, wood crafting, paper crafting, you name it, you can list just about any handcrafted item that you create on websites like Zazzle, Artfire, Etsy, and Poshmark, just to name a few. Some of these shop owners have created their own successful business on these platforms and they are generating over $20,000 a month in sales, while others simply use it as a tool to generate supplemental income. 
The opportunities are endless. One of my own personal favorite hobbies is gardening. I grow my own herbs, such as white sage, lavender, cilantro, and arnica, just to name a few. And every now and then, I end up with more plants than I anticipate. So I'll take a few photos of these plants, and I'll post them for sale in local groups like Nextdoor and Facebook Marketplace. And recently, I even posted a few of these plants for sale in my Etsy shop. They sell just about as quickly as I post them. Now, I'm not making a living on selling plants by any means, but if I sell five sage plants at $20 per plant, I just earned an extra $100 for not doing any more work than I would have normally done. It all adds up quickly, and this is just one very small example. We live in a small community, and the produce that's available at our local grocers is not necessarily the highest quality. If you want good produce around here, your best bet is to find a local farmer or drive to the nearest big city. We have people that fill their truck beds full of produce at half the cost that you would pay in the grocery store, and they have no problems emptying those truck beds in just a few hours. Imagine what kind of profits they must see at the end of the week. So my son, he's 11, and his favorite thing to do is play video games on his Xbox. And one day he comes to me and he says, I want to start making YouTube videos. And he hands me this list of everything that he needs to start making these videos. So I'm looking over this list and half the stuff was like reading a foreign language. But basically he had everything from a new gaming computer down to everything he needed to fully soundproof his room. I mean, this kid had measurements and everything. I was pretty blown away by his request. So we started talking about his list and why he feels like he needs all of these things to make a YouTube video. And he shows me a video to give me an example of what it is that he's trying to do. And the video itself was of a video game. It looked like I was watching someone else play their game on YouTube. But up in the corner of the screen, there was an in-picture screen of the kid who was playing the game. He's got his headphones on, his remote in hand, and he's talking to the camera while he plays the game that we are all watching him play on YouTube. Now, to someone like me, I'm not into that at all. I would so much rather play the game myself than watch someone else play, so I wasn't understanding the concept of why it was that he was so into these videos. But then I discovered his motivation, and it was the money that these kids are making just by filming these videos and getting all the views from other kids just like my son. So even if video games is the only hobby you can think of that you like to do for fun, you can even increase your cash flow by playing those. All you have to do is record yourself playing it and talk to the people while you play the game as if they were sitting right there in your living room. People are out there getting rich off this right now, as silly as it might sound, and this could be you. And if video games aren't your thing, this YouTube concept applies to just about any hobby within their policies. Start searching for your hobby, see what else is out there, and take notice as to how many views they are getting. It might be worth a shot, but only if this is something that you would enjoy doing, whether you become the next biggest thing or not. You should only do it for you and no one else. Your personality is what is going to make you stand out above and beyond the rest. You can literally turn just about everything you touch into cash. I have a friend who is absolutely in love with gardening and cooking. She has created her own Facebook group just for this hobby and she has over 200 members in this group. 
She is constantly posting pictures and videos of her meals, everything from the prepping to the presentation of her plate. And this is where she shares information about recipes, gardening, homemade cooking, and canning. She also uses this page to sell tamales and other culinary creations during holidays and other special occasions. And her food sells out quickly every single time. I also have a friend who loves photography. And for years, she's always wanted to turn her hobby into a business. She would advertise her services on social media, but her client database did not extend outside of a friends list. Earning a living from her hobby was just not something that she saw in her near future. So one day we're having coffee and we're talking about her photography and she's telling me all about her ideas and these amazing things that she wanted to do, but she just didn't seem to have any luck capturing any public interest and she didn't have any money to dump into advertising. So I started talking about ways that she could start using photography to supplement her income while she was working on establishing her business. And after we had this conversation, she started listing some of her work for sale on uh, Shutterstock, Etsy, and I can't remember the name of the other one off the top of my head. It was photo something. But ultimately, this decision helped her begin to transform her hobby into her career. She began investing the funds from her online sales into her local marketing campaign and is now working full-time as a photographer. So these little tiny pieces of gold that you're finding in your hobbies, these are all stepping stones to be used as tools to get you where you want and need to be. If you aren't sure where to begin, you can always start asking Google, how can I make money doing X, Y, or Z? This will at least help you get some of your ideas flowing. I spoke with a man this week who had resigned from his job back in October because he was fed up with the emotional abuse that was going on in the workplace. He was just done and he had reached his point. So he was taking his time and doing his research, looking for that right fit for him. And he proceeds to tell me that he has always had this thing for shoes. His closet is full of them. And one day a friend of his made a joke about him having enough shoes to fill an Amazon warehouse. And this is what gave him the idea to start selling shoes on Amazon. A few years later, he is able to survive just on his shoe sales alone. However, it does not fulfill his passion of working in his profession. And I will tell you, this is not the first time that I have heard stories of people making a living just by selling shoes on Amazon. I have a nephew and a friend who do this, and it has proven to be quite successful, shoes specifically. This is a prime example of turning everything you touch into cash. What things do you collect, and is there a market for those things? Find out the retail value and if there would be a profit margin that you could capitalize on. Like I mentioned earlier, I could keep going for hours on this topic, but unfortunately I'm out of time for today. So in closing, if you need help getting your ideas off the ground, send me an email at thepsycheawakening at gmail.com and mention this podcast to receive 50% off a 60-minute coaching session. Join me again next week for Energy Healing 101. I will be discussing the solar plexus chakra and the role it plays in your personal power. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sonoran Souls and on Twitter and Instagram at Psyche Awakening.